Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook so you can be in the know with all the updates happening with the show. Remember, you can find DBE on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else podcasts are available. And to add to that, you can visit dbetravel.com and listen right from there as well. And of course, make sure to tell a friend about the show. In the world we live in, it seems like things are becoming more and more expensive, right? I definitely think travel is not sheltered from the rising costs of things, and I think it's a good idea to periodically have conversations about ways travelers can save money during their trips. My guest today is travel blogger Lydia Schultz, and on this episode, we'll be talking through budget travel tips for young adults. Lydia has a blog post on gotacaseofwanderlust.com that pairs great with our conversation today. Listeners, simply scroll down to the show notes where I have her Best Budget Travel Hacks blog linked. I really enjoyed learning about some of Lydia's tips on how young adults can travel affordably, so let's go ahead and get to my chat with Lydia. Lydia, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so nice to have you on the show. How's it going? Hi, Stevie. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you're on the show. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation today, Lydia, because we're going to get into some budget travel tips for young adults. You mentioned in your best budget travel hacks blog that the U.S. Travel Association did a survey a few years ago that ultimately proved that Americans don't use a large amount of paid vacation days. Do you think a lot of that might be because we look at social media platforms like Instagram and we get this notion that travel almost has to be like, you know, this luxurious thing. But in reality, travel can be way more affordable than we may perceive. Can you maybe just share your thoughts on if travel has to be as luxurious as the picture that social media can paint sometimes? Yeah, I'm really glad that you started off on this question because, no, I definitely don't think that travel is the luxurious image that social media tends to create. Um, Besides the fact that social media only typically shows highlight reels, I think growing up in America specifically, there is this idea that travel is some kind of fantasy. Like it's not, it's something you do when you retire or when you're rich or only like once a year. Um, But in my opinion, travel is just, it's not a normalized thing in America, um, like other parts of the world, such as Europe or Australia. But as I've traveled and met other travelers, I've realized that the way we see travel in America is not the truth of travel. It's the way that the tourism has advertised it to be profitable. So like most of my family and the people in my life are like they see travel as an expensive, luxurious getaway. All inclusive resorts or a cruise is typically what I think people envision travel. But that's that's not travel. That's a vacation. And so by talking with other people from different parts of the world and experiencing different cultures, I've realized that travel does not have to be expensive. It does not have to be luxurious. And actually, in reality, I think travel is the opposite of that. Travel can be done on a budget and it can be difficult. It can be challenging and uncomfortable at times. But I think that's what allows us to grow and why I think so many of us chase travel as an experience because it's what allows us to step outside of our comfort zone in a way that nothing else can. 
So Lydia, I want to ask you about something that I think is particularly useful for young adults who want to really get out there and explore the world. Accommodations are an area where if you're flexible, you can really save money. Can you talk a little bit about the experience of staying in a hostel for anyone out there listening who may have never stayed in one before and how staying in a hostel can be a big money saver? Yes, I would love to talk about this because I... I'm such a big, big fan of hostels. Like it's something that if I get a chance to, like I will bring it up in a travel conversation. I'm like, have you heard of hostels? You should stay in one. But like, it's something many people don't know about. At least for me, like in my experience, I had no idea what a hostel was until I dived into the world of travel. So like, it's such an underrated way to save money because it's basically a shared form of accommodation where you typically have a one bed in a room with anywhere from like four to 12 different travelers. Um, most of the time they're strangers. It's it's similar to a college dorm, I guess, is what you could compare it to because you share like common areas such, a, such as the bathroom or kitchen or like the activity room. So it's just a great way to not only save money because they're very, very affordable compared to a hotel or an Airbnb, Um, But it's a great way if you're a solo traveler to meet other people because everyone's kind of in the same boat as you. Um, Typically, like they'll be around the same age as you um, if you're like a younger backpacker. And also the hostel can organize group tours and like free outings that you could partake in. So I just I love them because like you're saving money. You get to meet other cool people like it's the best. And how about work exchanges? I know you've done a work exchange program before. Can you tell us how work exchanges work and how they can allow you to see the world without spending tons of money? Yeah, that's another great budget travel hack is doing work exchanges through like World Packers or WorkAway are two the main platforms. So you're basically volunteering in exchange for free accommodation. So the work can vary from like teaching English, working in a hostel, working on a farm, like an agricultural project. There's so many different activities that you could do that suits your desires best. And it's a great way to, I think, immerse yourself in the local culture because you're staying with the local person and you're often meeting other people like in that community. So it's a great way to familiarize yourself with the destination by also scoring like free room and board. So you know, doesn't really be like nothing could beat that. Absolutely. Let's talk about food for a second. I remember when I was a kid, it was pretty common for my parents to pack PB and J's and other sandwiches for us during our adventures. And the cost to put together those sandwiches was definitely less than it would have been to purchase food at a restaurant. Lydia, what ideas can you share with the listeners if they're looking to spend less on food when they're traveling? Yes, food is Again, another thing I'm really passionate about, I definitely consider myself to be a foodie. So when I travel, something I really prioritize is finding the local family-owned businesses to support because personally, I would rather my, my dollars go towards a family than a corporation or, you know, like a chain. It's also a win-win because often those places are cheaper than the tourist traps that you would find on like the busy main plaza or streets. So... I guess just being open-minded, like when you're in a new place to try the local foods and to 
get off the beaten path, like just go a couple blocks down from the main tourist part or area that you're in and just try to find like the small shop that kind of looks, I don't know, like like one of those hidden gems you would find, I guess you could call them like mom and pop shops. So finding those local places to support is not only good for you and your wallet and also immersing yourself in the culture, but it's also great to give back to that community. Because I think when we travel, we do have a responsibility somewhat on our shoulders to give back to the place we're visiting because we're taking so much, you know, like we're taking the resources and often we're not giving anything back if we're staying in an all-inclusive or like a hotel chain. Like your money is going towards an international organization overseas. It's not doing anything to the local community that you're visiting. So just taking those small extra efforts to support local businesses um, spreads your dollars in that destination. And I think it's just another way to be a responsible traveler and to give back. So in addition to everything we've already talked about, there's a bunch of free things travelers can do during trips. Lydia, can you talk through some of the free things that we often don't think about, but can easily be great ways for someone to spend their time during a trip? Yeah, I could list a few things. So I like to do free walking tours. That's often a common thing when you're visiting um, really big cities. You could also find really cheap Airbnb experiences. Just recently, I went to Lisbon and I did a walking tour that was way more affordable through Airbnb than if I were to go to like Google, do Google, Google search and do find like a big company um, that has them. You could do hiking. You know, hiking is always free if you're in a destination where the nature is beautiful. Um, there's often museums that have free days, like one day of the week. It's it's just free entry for anyone. Um, so just doing your research on that. Also, like outdoor events, if the weather's nice in the destination you're visiting, which hopefully it is. Um, you could find live music, like street celebrations, depending on if there's holidays going on, or like farmers markets is one of my favorite things to do. Like I'll, I just love the atmosphere of farmers markets. You just go, enjoy the atmosphere. You don't have to buy anything. Just you know, talk with the vendors, see what they're selling, and it's a great way. Again, I guess to get off the beaten path, have more local experiences. Um, and then lastly, my favorite thing is just wandering. So like wandering around a new city is the best way to really get to know the destination. So like when I went to Paris for the first time solo, um, that was my favorite thing I did was just strolling around the streets of Paris. Like for one, it was definitely a way for me to romanticize being in Paris and like, you know, just take in the, the sights, the sounds, the smells. But also it gave me the opportunity to be bored so I recently read a book called Paris, not, not coincidentally, <laughs> um, by Julian Green, where he says, until you have wasted time in a city, you cannot pretend to know it well. And I think it's so true that as tourists, we tend to only visit the highlight reels of a destination and completely gloss over like the realities of the local people that they experience every day. And so I think we really miss out on not necessarily like the darker side of the destination, but like the shadows that only appear if we look closely. So I think just like reserving one day out of your trip, having no plans, no itinerary, and just wandering around aimlessly, I think it's the best free thing you could do. 
That was cool. Thank you so much for including that quote. That was that was a great answer. Um, Lydia, one more travel budget thing I want to get your thoughts on, and that's discounts. Your blog mentions the URL pass discount for students. Can you explain that example to the listeners? Yeah, so I have a blog post. I think it's like budget travel hacks, and one of them is student discounts. Um, so when I did my first backpacking trip in Europe, I took the Eurail, like the train system, um, all over to different countries. And if you're under the age of 26, it's like a 25% discount off the pass that allows you to, you know, go between different countries. And again, like it's a great way to save money um, and a reason to travel when you're young because there's so many discounts if you are a student. Um, And I guess not even a student, like they never ask for verification. You just have to be under the university age, which is usually like 26-ish. So yeah, the URL pass was 25% off for me. And I think this goes for other attractions as well. You could look into like museums or, you know, other tourist attractions that give student discounts. And it's just a great way to take advantage of your youth. (laughs) And again, travel when you're young. It's the best time. (laughs) Absolutely. So Lydia, Got a case of wanderlust.com is your blog, and you also have the Got a Case of Wanderlust podcast. Can you tell us more about your blog, your podcast, and the type of travel topics you cover through Got a Case of Wanderlust? Yeah, of course. So that's kind of how we connected, Stevie. You were on one of my recent episodes, which I'm so glad that we connected <laughs> that way, and you got to share your insight on yeah. my travel podcast. That was so much fun, so- by the way. I really enjoyed it. Yes, I had a lot of fun as well. You're a great guest, by the way, and a great host. You're you're just a great podcaster. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so for my travel podcast and blog, the reason I started it was, well, not, I mean, of course, I'm obsessed with travel and it's like my dream is to just live my whole life traveling, but also to inspire others, especially young people, young solo female travelers, because there's just so much stigma and barriers that are around travel um, that at least I've experienced. And I just kind of want to break it down and allow others to see that it can be the reality. Like if you just set your mind to it, if you, you know, keep that dream alive, if travel is something you really, really wanted to do, then you could do it. And that's just my goals for my blog and my podcast is to help others see that travel is a possibility and you just, you just have to go for it. And where can we go to give Got a Case of Wanderlust a follow on social media? And how about where can we go to listen to the podcast? Yeah, so right now my podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also on a few others, but I forget because I don't use them. <laughs> but I mean, that's, I think, where the majority of people listen to podcasts. My blog is gotacaseofwanderlust.com. It's just like that and my instagram is the same handle got a case of wanderlust i also have like my personal page which i also post a lot of travel related stuff which is my name lydia schultz with another an extra z at the end um so yeah awesome and i do have one final question for you today lydia Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel so i'll go ahead and ask you Are you someone who would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you just share something that you've learned about travel or through travel? Yeah, 
Well, first of all, I think, again, it's a great phrase that you have on your podcast to be a student of travel because travel for me is like something that could teach you so much in a way that no other experience can because just so much stimulation, like so much new things happening and I don't know, adventures, adventures are just waiting around every corner. And just by like getting out of your comfort zone and going after these new experiences, you inherently learn so much and grow as a person, especially if you're solo. Like I highly recommend solo traveling for anyone at least once because you're just like completely on your own and you learn to trust yourself so much. And you learn a lot about yourself by just being in that new environment and learning how you deal with that and how you respond and how your your mind works so so just like yeah getting out of your comfort zone traveling being open-minded that's that's what being a student of travel means to me I love that answer, Lydia. Thank you so much um, for all your great answers and coming on the podcast to talk about budget travel tips for young adults. I really appreciate you taking the time to have the conversation with me. Yeah, thank you so much again for asking, Stevie. It was a pleasure. A big DBE thank you to Lydia for joining the show. Be sure to visit gotacaseofwanderlust.com to find more great travel blog posts from Lydia. And after you've visited gotacaseofwanderlust.com, do me a favor and listen to the Got a Case of Wanderlust podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, no matter where you're listening to DBE, hit that subscribe or follow button. A couple more ways to support the show, you can give Destinations Beyond Expectations a follow on social media, and of course, recommend this podcast to someone you know who loves learning about travel. Well, that is all I've got. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.